This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams. So they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great. But together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting iTunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Hello and welcome to our monthly cover CD podcast in which we take a brief look at the works on the disc that accompanies the latest issue of BBC Music Magazine. I am Jeremy Pound, the magazine's deputy editor, and with me is our editorial assistant, Eleanor Cooper. Hello. This month, we are talking about our December issue cover CD, and it's one we're particularly excited about. To accompany our cover feature on J.S. Bach, our disc has a recording of the great German's The Art of Fugue, performed by harpsichordist Mahan Esfahani and the Academy of Ancient Music. We're going to begin this podcast by plunging right into the heart of the work. This is the beginning of the 16th of 14 contrapunctus movements that we hear within the piece.
that, played by the Academy of Ancient Music and harpsichordist Mahan Esfahani, was the sixth contrapunctus from Bach's Art of Fugue. A contrapunctus is, in fact, a fugue. And given that the whole work is called The Art of Fugue, we'd better begin by setting out what a fugue is. So, off you go, Eleanor. Right. Um, imagine you've assembled a choir of four voices. If you ask the singers to sing the same tune but stagger their entries, this tune combines with itself to produce satisfying harmonies. Um, and this is what's called a canon. There are lots of songs that are performed like this. Um, think of London's Burning or Frere Jaca, for example. A fugue is really just a more complicated canon. Like in a canon, the first voice begins and then the second follows soon after with the same melody. However, this time the second voice begins that melody on a different note to the first voice. This pattern continues which, with each subsequent voice broadly imitating each other but with slight changes. The composer's job is to shape each of these lines so that they fit together to create a satisfying harmony, perhaps by adding a few extra notes or by changing a rhythm or two. It is one of the most formal and mathematical forms of composition that exists, and yet, as Bach shows in The Art of Fugue, it can express a staggering variety of moods and characters. And rather conveniently, in true Blue Peter, here's one I made earlier fashion, The Art of Fugue also contains canons as well as fugues. So we can illustrate one of those too. Here is the opening of the Canon Alartava, which appears near the beginning of the work. On this occasion, Mahan Esfahani is playing on his lonesome. So there we are, we've had a moment from a fugue and a moment from a canon, both from Bach's The Art of Fugue. In all, there are 15 fugues and three canons in the piece. Tell us about the work, Eleanor. Bach wrote The Art of Fugue in around 1742, at the start of the last decade of his life. And at this point, the complexity of the fugue was actually going out of musical fashion. Um, Bach's own son, C.P. and Wilhelm Friedemann Bach, were exploring a back-to-basic style and the classical period of music was beginning. Very little is actually known about the origins of The Art of Fugue, we don't actually even know what, precisely what instruments it was designed for or in what order Bach intended the movements to be played in. It isn't even clear that Bach intended it to be performed in public or whether it's supposed to be a private study work. When Bach died in 1750, he left the Art of Fugue incomplete. In fact, his son C.P. Bach inscribed on the final movement that his father had died over this fugue. Though C.P. Bach published the work at his own expense, it only sold 30 copies. Oh, alas. Well, many listeners, as you suggest, may be familiar with the art of fugue played on just a keyboard, um, whether that's a harpsichord or maybe an organ. Others, however, may know it better performed by an ensemble, as we hear on our disc. Um, this ensemble arrangement was, in fact, made by Mahan Esfahani himself. And in moments such as this we're about to hear now, I'd say it proves particularly effective. Thank you. 
That was the end of the second contrapunctus of Bach's The Art of Fugue, played by musicians from the Academy of Ancient Music, a performance that, incidentally, took place at the BBC Proms at Cadogan Hall in 2012. Mahan Esfahani explained that he was aiming for a particular sound when he set out his arrangement. Can you tell us a little about this, Eleanor? Yes, yeah, so rather than giving us a pr- very precise and historically accurate arrangement, um, Mahan Esfahani is intending to capture the instrumental colours he heard in when he was playing the original keyboard version of the Art of Fugue. And consequently, we've ended up with a really unique performance. Um, occasionally, he's reinforcing a part where the music calls for extra emphasis. Sometimes he adds embellishments of it at his own. And all using um, these period players who are very used to the, the style of the work from the Academy of Ancient Music. I particularly like the way that in the moment we just heard, his arrangement achieves a, a rustic folkiness. And there are all sorts of other little gems like that along the way in this recording. As we mentioned earlier, however, our Art of Few cover CD is just one part of our Bach coverage in our December issue. JSB is also actually this month's cover star, and we celebrate his genius in a large feature within the magazine, don't we? We do indeed. In our December issue, which is out on the 27th of November, um, Simon Hayes takes us on a musical journey through Bach's life in ten masterpieces. From less well-known works like the Capriccio on the absence of his most beloved brother, which Bach likely wrote for his elder brother Johann Jakob after he enrolled in the Swedish army, to the final summing up of his life's work that is the B minor mass. There's plenty to discover about the great composer. There is indeed. And we also have a rather natty illustration of the Bach family tree, setting out how various Bach family members, both forebears and progeny of JSB, contributed to the musical scene at the time. They really were a remarkably talented, not to mention prolific bunch. But let's return to JSB himself. Our final passage of music comes from the Art of Fugues Fuga a Tre Soggetti, a closing triple fugue that, as Elena has said, was left tantalizingly incomplete when the composer died in 1750. Well, that moment of contrapuntal mastery brings us to the end of this month's Cover CD podcast. We'll be returning next month for our Christmas issue Cover CD podcast, in which we'll be getting festive with the King Singers. In the meantime, it's a Bachian goodbye from Eleanor. Goodbye. And a fugal goodbye from me. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.